0: Hello everyone, this is an episode of the, the show. It's, it's a number, I'm not going to look it up, it's, it's been far too many. Uh, I'm Chad Dotson, he's Chris Garber, it's the March Madness edition of the show. Chris, are you, are you excited about March Madness?
1: I'm excited about March Madness, yes I am. My Gonzaga Bulldogs uh, squeaked out a 23 point victory this afternoon. I think that was a final m- margin. But uh, I'm good to go. No Bobcats this year, but I'm happy.
0: I'm, I'm a little, little confused, I guess. Um, what tournament is Gonzaga in? I, di- I didn't see um, I've been watching uh, the, uh, the uh, Virginia uh, Cavaliers in the National Invitation Tournament. I think that's the premier postseason college basketball tournament, right?
1: I mean, it's a lot of fun this time of year when everyone pulls out their <laughs> NIT brackets and <laughs> And does a little good-natured gambling with their friends. And, you know, everyone's got it. It's just a fun time. A lot of people take the day off work. When when do they
0: play? When well, they played that? last night. They, uh, they, oh, they good. won the first round. They're moving on to the second round of the National Invitation Tournament. Terribly exciting.
1: When they uh, when they play the finals of that, they go to Madison Square Garden. Ooh, yes,
0: yes. I can't wait. I'll be there when they make the, uh, the final four of the NIT. Well, uh, let's talk about ba- baseball for just a little while and then let's go back to watching basketball, shall we? <laughs> you know, the thing is, it's actually been a, the busiest week for the Reds uh, in months, frankly. You know, last week uh, you and Nate were here and you were talking about the fact that the lockout was, was over. And I'm going to tell you, we got a little bit of uh, on the fact that you all were a little cynical, and I think it was fair last year's Reds team was an a team uh they returned a uh you know presumably we're going to return a a real uh roster decent players and then they spent a week making the team worse Uh, what are your thoughts about this week as a Reds fan Uh,
1: yeah I was pretty negative last week um pretty down and uh So I've gone through the full range since then, you know, it was like, Oh, baseball's back. We'll see how it goes. Still not thrilled with the ownership. And then, uh, they set the team entirely on fire. What is that? What is that on your head that your new team,
0: you have to watch on uh, YouTube if you want to know.
1: Wow. Um, well, sorry, I I distracted you. I apologize. You did really threw me off. So, uh, then the Reds decided to set their entire team on fire, um, like like a bag of poo on someone's porch, and uh, and then they decided to reverse thrusters and start adding players who were roughly comparable to the ones they had. So I am totally confused, but I'm choosing to be positive. And here's what I'm looking forward to this season. I'm going to work on uh, you. You, I don't. I probably should have talked to you about this first. My second (laughs) book, my second book, and you're welcome to join me, which will be called the wit and wisdom of Nick crawl. And I am going to document for posterity and all time in a handsome leather bound edition, all of Nick crawls, public statements to the media, explaining his actions, the team's actions, his strategy and his approach. So, I'm looking forward to that, and there, if there is an appendix to that book, it will be Things David Bell Says, <laughs> because we got some good ones this week from both of those guys, and I am through the looking glass and just amused at it all now.
0: Listen, that's, a way, that's a, something actually we didn't discuss this before, but that's something I wanted to say here, which is that I've just chosen the Reds are going to be bad in 22. So I've chosen – we're just going to laugh. We're going to find as much to laugh about, and um, and there's plenty, frankly. So I'm going to try to enjoy this season. It just uh, uh, We'll mock them a little bit, but, uh, you know, I'm just uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm taking before, it too seriously.
1: Yeah. I, the one thing I got to watch is being unfairly mean to some of the players who end up on this roster. And there's one guy already who's just been added to the team, and for some reason I am just – Teed up to mock this fella all year long, and he seems like a really nice guy. So I got to stop. But um, (laughs) which player are we talking about? Um,
0: I'm not going to say.
1: say say, I'm not even going to say because he has done nothing bad or (laughs) mediocre in his three years in in the Seattle Mariners organization or team. So I am looking forward to our new outfield.
0: Potentially an outfielder, maybe you're talking about. I don't know. I don't know. But yes, we're going to just, we're going to try not to mock individual players, but we're going to try to laugh through the pain, frankly. Let's talk about the deals of the week. The first one was Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, who has been an excellent uh, Cincinnati Reds pitcher for a while, was traded to the Minnesota Twins this week in exchange for. Uh, either a 14-year-old or a NASCAR driver. I have not decided which. His name is Chase Uh-oh. Petty. Um, and he was a first-round pick, so that's good. The Reds had two years of team control, frankly, if they, if they excised the option on uh, Sonny Gray, I believe. And they gave him away for a lottery ticket. It seems inadvisable, but that's uh, what he's doing.
1: Absolutely absolutely. I mean, if there's anyone who's earned our trust, it's Nick crawl. Um, yeah. So Chase Petty throws hard played what five innings of professional baseball in his career. Um, I, I will say there are a couple of yellow flags in my already evaluation of Chase Petty. Um, I looked at his Twitter account and I remember he's a teenager, but, um, Number one, he's been interacting with the former Red Sai Young uh, Award winner, and seems enamored of that fella. Uh, That's questionable. Number two, yes. number two, have you seen his um, Twitter uh, profile pic? <laughs> I,
0: I don't think that I have. Please tell me about uh, it. it. It's it's one of them bored apes.
1: So okay, okay. either he's got a kind of a good sense of humor and he just put one of those stupid pictures up there as his Twitter profile pic. Or he spent 10% of his bonus on an NFT. (laughs) So which is it chase? I don't know, but uh, I really, really
0: hope he's just screwing around, but um, I don't know. Chase Petty, listen, I hope he's great, and we're going to root for him, but, uh, you know, and and, and some people. (laughs) What's that? Go ahead.
1: I I may be retired by the time we're rooting for him, but yes.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Yes, we traded an all-star for um, a lottery ticket. I mean, I hope he's great, but does he make the 2022 Reds better? No, and that's mostly what I'm concerned about these days is that no one seems to care about the 2022 Reds, although Nick Crawl told us this week, uh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to your new book uh, soon. We're going to get to the the, <laughs> the best of Nick Crawl, Reds general manager. You do you remember? Uh, we need to go pull this back up. But, uh, you know, uh, months ago we had a, an episode where we the, the title of it was Nick Crawl is bad at talking,
1: <laughs> we're still talking. <laughs> he's still talking. They still sending him out, and uh, he 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 ain't no better.
0: Yeah, so the Reds also traded Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez to the Seattle Mariners in exchange for a bag of magic beans. Yeah, and, you know, uh, let's,
1: yeah. Uh, an injured left-handed player, a 26-year-old outfielder who has yet to, well, he's got 45 hits in the major leagues. That's more and, than me. True, and and a,
0: a supposedly a decent prospect, Right. Right. Brandon Williamson of course I think is the uh, the prospect supposed to be decent uh, and a player to be named later and if and Nick Crawl <laughs> said you're really, gonna love you're really going to you're really going to love this player to be named later right tell us about that well
1: he he so the player to be named later the, uh, the sixth player in the deal or whatever and uh I, I this is just, why does he do this stuff he's talking to the media and he's like I'm really, really excited about the other guy we're getting in the deal. And like, I don't know that they specifically asked it, but like, who is it? Oh, we don't know yet. We're going to pick from one of like six dudes who they've put on a list, but he's already excited about this guy who he doesn't know who it is. I'm like, like, just don't say that part. (laughs) Just say there are several guys we can pick from. Who knows? We seem to like them all. Right. That's sensible. That's coherent.
0: <laughs> the, the crazy thing is Nick Kroll as a general manager is, uh, is making some decisions that I think are questionable that I would not necessarily agree with, but he compounds the problem by the fact that he just insists on talking. If the Reds would just hire a PR guy to do the talking. Well,
1: see, this is where you're mistaken because the PR guy's job is to yell at people and to make sure that no uh, non-credentialed reporters come anywhere near the organization. You must (laughs) understand, a PR guy is not there to spread news. He's not there to help shape the message. He's not there to communicate with the public. So, you know, that's a natural mistake. But that's...
0: I'm going to be very careful in what I say here. Because just this week, uh, Cincinnati Magazine reached out to said PR guy who you're uh, trolling here <laughs> to see if I could get an opportunity for an interview for a piece that I'm writing for the magazine, which I'm mm. sure they will decline. Ooh. But um, oh, the What's Reds are backwards. Have you noticed the Reds are backwards? What are they, like wearing green again? Oh, I wish. Oh, today, probably. Did they? They did. What happened to my green reds cap? I used to have one. I don't know. I think Joe Luckup has it. <laughs> I'm going to post a picture on Twitter of me wearing that uh, cap about 70 pounds ago. Um, no, yeah, I'm not I got gonna those post that. pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so the Reds traded Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. Can we just – we, I mean, listen, we're laughing a little bit because that's what we're going to try to do. But can we just for a moment have a requiem for uh, Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez? Suarez was not good last year. We know that. Uh, who knows whether he was going to be good this year. One of my favorite Reds of all time, though. One of the most likable Reds. And But Jesse Winker, probably – not probably, maybe, but uh, certainly in the mix, he could have been the single best – most productive player on the Reds this year. And the Reds gave him away and we'll talk about what they replaced him with soon. But um, that, that's the moment when I was like, we're done. We're out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the gray trade is clearly a salary dump, but you kind of see the other side of it. This is the most infuriating kind of trade there is. This is, we have a really good player for a reasonable affordable contract and we're going to give him away so that we don't have to pay a different guy. A different guy, a contract that we agreed to, which is really a, still a very team-friendly deal. But they are so resentful of the fact that they agreed to pay someone money that they are going to make the team manifestly and significantly worse just to get rid of the other guy. That's frustrating. How, how do you cheer that? How do you support that? <laughs>
0: Well, you know, let's let's talk about a comment that was made by one uh, general manager, uh, Nick Kroll. I'm sorry, Nick. Um, I'm really not sorry. Just stop talking.
1: Yeah, you I seem mean, like look, a nice he guy. wanted a job. He wanted to be a major league Gen- general manager, and he wished on a monkey's paw, and he got what he wished for. <laughs> and he's a major league general manager for an organization that has a, a, a an inconsistent owner. No, I think just that's one way to put it. Forward, backward, forward, backward, forward, backward, break. And Nick Crawl has to make those orders come true. So, yeah, you know, be careful what you wish for, buddy.
0: Well, that's why I defended Nick Crawl for, you know, so long, which is that I thought he's in an impossible position. But, yikes, you don't have to walk out there in front of the, uh, the media and say, well – We didn't want to – we had to get rid of Suarez's contract. Essentially what he said was we had to get rid of Suarez's contract, and we didn't want to give away a prospect this time. So we gave away our all-star. Oh, let's pull that apart for a minute. Let's pull that apart. Please do. Yes, I know where you're going, and please do.
1: Let's really think that one through. Yes, that's true. In prior trades, to get rid of an old, you know, a bad Helmer Bailey contract, for example – the Reds would either have to take on somebody else's bad contract or give away prospects to increase the value received by the other team. So in this case, they didn't want to do that again. They felt like they got burned because Josiah Gray and Jer Downs, they had to, give to get rid of Homer Bailey. And the, you know the risk there, of course, is that someday one of those prospects may turn into a good player at a reasonable salary who could contribute to the team winning, and gosh, you would have hate to give that up. So instead, so that they didn't have to lose a guy five or six years down the road who might turn out to be good. And I'll mind you, Jeter Downs is really hasn't done anything yet. He had a bad year at AAA. So instead of that bad thing that might happen, they decided to nip it in the and guarantee that they would make their team worse by getting rid of Jesse Winker. I mean, that's like. It's mind boggling, isn't it? We don't want a bad thing to happen in the future, so we're going to make sure it happens today.
0: It's galaxy brain type thinking. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's insanity. I mean, there's not a, pl- well, let's think. How many prospects in the Reds organization would you have traded before Jesse Winker in that deal? I don't know how many the, the Mariners would have accepted, obviously, but who would you have not included? Would, Hunter Green? Who wouldn't
1: you have traded? Green I, mean, I I would have been look we all would have been pretty ticked off knowing how this team is. We would have been really ticked off if they'd thrown Ladolo or Green or or one of their recent draft picks in with Suarez just for like nothing. Like here just go ahead, take him. Like that would have been bad too. I'll admit that. But I, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's just it's just crazy. And well, then there's no one else. Certainly. Go ahead. Well, and then he came out and said that it wasn't a salary, that 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 trade had nothing to do with salary, right? Yes. Yes. This This wasn't a payroll (laughs) move, Kroll told reporters. This is a move that we looked at from a future standpoint, and we also looked at it as a move to bring back some talent right now.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, Kroll specifically said that this deal – frees up resources to use on the free agent market. Quote, unquote, this is not a payroll move. And I appreciated your quote on the Twitters, which is (laughs) he thinks we're all giant morons. (laughs) And it's true. Who are the, what I said was, if you believe that statement, call the Reds ticket office immediately. You're the mark. You're who he's addressing those comments to.
1: Can, Can you imagine that call? Like, I, I just really, I really, and I didn't want to prank call a bunch of, like, poor schmoes who finally got their job in Major League Baseball and work in the ticket office. But can you imagine that call? It's like, hello, you know, Red Red's ticket office, you know, like, they got no calls, right? Nobody's ringing that phone. And you're like, <laughs> I'm really, really excited. I, I want to buy some season tickets. Oh, oh, great. What what has you so excited, sir? Well, I heard Nick crawl yesterday talking about that player to be named later. How excited he is about that guy I want to watch that guy play. So g- give me all the tickets.
0: <laughs> give me all the tickets. Oh my goodness I mean, it's just it's, it's we're not
1: trying to rebuild, Carl said. We're trying to be the best team we can be in 2022 and also <laughs> set ourselves up for long-term success and sustainability.
0: Yeah, let me, okay, so I, again, again, we're laughing and we're kind of mocking a little bit. So what are the two options? Number one, crawl really believes that. Number two, he thinks we're all morons. I mean, those are the only two options, yeah. right? He thinks yeah. a, a significant number of Reds fans will buy that line.
1: Right, and it's like it's, it's, it's like I resent the fact that he thinks so little of me that he doesn't even bother to come up with a good tale. You know, he's like, well, like, I don't know. They probably won't believe that line, but I got to say something. So whatever. I, I, maybe is, is, is the audience not us? Is it possible that the audience is, is, uh, is upstairs in his building or, or, you know, lounging seaside at one of many resorts or wherever else uh, Red's ownership resides?
0: Yeah. Right. Whoever signs his paycheck. That's the question. I mean, he, well, I mean, he has a group of uh, writers in the room on these, uh, or in a virtual room, he's making these comments. I'm going to push back on it. I mean, we have to say that. Um, and so the, the word that's going out in the media is going to be whatever he says. So either it's designed to make his boss happy, which is a possibility because that's just a dysfunctional front office. But I think it's also a possibility that there are a number of fans out there, and, and my response is there could be a strategy here where the Reds decide to you know go young, they decide to really go all in, and. Uh, on uh, you know rebuilding the franchise and it could be executed well, I can buy that. I cannot buy that this current group is qualified to make that happen. That Nick Crawl is the guy that's going to make that happen. So I don't know who the audience is, it, and it's it's really yeah. frustrating.
1: Well, and and the, the nonsense continued then the following day. When Amir Garrett was traded to the Kansas City Royal. So so Crawl in the same press conference when he said the nonsense about, that we just quoted, said, well, we're going into the free agent market.
0: Which we all <laughs> we're thought. Not trying we, to rebuild. Oh, let, me, let me say it Let me quote him. We're not trying to rebuild. We'll work on the free agent market. Continue. Right.
1: And which we all assumed to be like, yeah, okay, you're going to go get Phil Gosselin. He's probably a free agent. You know, scrub type guys for, I understand. Yes, Phil Gosselin, <laughs> alumnus of uh, of uh, the Cavalier University. So uh, we thought, yeah, sure, okay. He'll he can he'll go out and get some scrubs, maybe a bullpen guy, and say, "See, I told you, we went and added guys." But but, but <laughs> the next day they trade Amir Garrett, who had obviously a talented but flawed and uh, underachieving pitcher who i don't think any of us are angry about that of him being traded away i think he needed a right. fresh start i don't think he was invaluable to this team especially if they don't care you know whatever but they traded him for mark miner mark right not mark mike, mike mel mike. mel miner mel miner um a pitcher a left-handed 35 year old pitcher from the Kansas City Royals who makes $10 million this year. This Is this his only year with the Reds? I think there's an option for next year.
0: I think so. An yes. option.
1: And is, you know, he's been okay. He's been an all-star. Um, but under almost any projection, is going to be roughly the same value as Wade Miley, who you might remember the Reds, outright – well, they put on waivers to get rid of and got nothing in return in December because they were so desperate to cut that $10 million paycheck, to get rid of it. So I cannot in 10 million years understand why they cut Wade Miley and then added basically the poor man's Wade Miley if only to save on new uniforms. Wade Miley's, like, shirt is already made. Like, if that's the only reason, save on the shirts and the locker card. So they have a guy making the same money who's going to do the same production, and they gave up Amir Garrett to get him. Like, the explanation, right, was, well, we had to get under our budget before we could start spending again they don't pay these guys until opening day. There's no difference. You could have a $500 million payroll in December. And as long as you get it down below before opening day, it's, you don't, it doesn't matter. You could have a $4 payroll in December and it doesn't make any
0: difference. So like, it's just, is that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? This was the one where I was just, I, you know, I feel like I usually have a pretty good command of what's going on with the Reds. Uh, here, I couldn't, I could not make heads nor tails of it. I mean, literally, they get, and we've complained here on the show. They gave away Wade Miley for nothing. A a perfectly uh, above average veteran lefty, uh, and they replaced him with Mike Miner, who is, I think, no one would say that Miner is as good as Wade Miley or or projected to be as good next year, but he's close. He's slightly, he's a slightly less good Wade Miley, but you already had Wade Miley and Wade Miley has a little bit of, you know, cachet. If you are worried about the fans, I mean, he threw a no hitter. He's, you know, uh, he's, he's a red, right? Right.
1: And then you could trade Amir Garrett for something else. Or if you don't want to pay Amir Garrett, cut Amir Garrett.
0: Right. I mean, I
1: guess you got to pay him still, but, like, put Amir Garrett on waivers. Like, it just, it, I just, to me, the only explanation, for because what, you know what you haven't heard? You haven't heard Nick Craw say, we like Miner better than Wade Miley. Or we like Miner better than Sonny Gray. He hasn't said that.
0: No. So, but yeah. Doesn't it smack of, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but doesn't it smack of just, there's no plan. None. It's 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 day-to-day. Here's what's in front of me. I'm going to make this decision, and then I'll make the next one tomorrow, and there's no actual plan.
1: Clearly. Me. Clearly clearly, what happened – I say clearly. I'm imagining this. But the only explanation that makes sense is that in November, after the season was over, Nick Crawl was ordered, cut the payroll now. And maybe he said, hey, boss, I've got a plan. By opening day, it'll be where you want it. And he was told, I said, cut the payroll now. And so you saw the Miley and Tucker Barnhart moves that happened right after one after another. And maybe they could have been a little more thoughtful, but for the lockout. And then they got the lockout, everything's on pause. And then they, I, I don't know, maybe they didn't think they could trade Suarez and and the Suarez deal put them like so far below their budget when they were like, well, let's spend again. And even then, like, Chad, does it does does Marvin Minor make enough difference to this team to even be worth it? Why? Like, right. How many Why? how many games are they trying to win? How many games do they think they can win? Do they really think they can – I mean, maybe they can get in the playoffs with 84 wins? I don't think it's an 84-win team. Not now. I mean, you could imagine an 84-win team, honestly, if you told yourself Nick Lodolo is going to be a Cy Young candidate as a rookie or, or, or Hunter Green. But I don't think you can tell yourself that, you know, um, Marty Miner – is going to be a Cy Young candidate.
0: And that's how we're going to get to the playoffs. Yeah, it's just – it's – I don't know. Uh, Again, what are we doing? I mean, without Winker, without – I mean, maybe Suarez, but without Sonny Gray, this team is – you you could argue they were a potential playoff team before those guys left. Without those two, that's a lot of wins above replacement, and it's a seventy ish win, seventy something win team. So how does it make sense to go out and get a guy like that who's again making what? I just I, 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 I'm not smart enough to figure this out. I'm just not smart yeah, enough.
1: right. I mean, I don't like. I don't care how they spend their. Like, it's not. I don't want to spend their money. I don't care how I spend their money. But and I would never say don't make the team better. Even if it's a little bit, right? Try your best. Right. But they're not trying their best. So like, I just don't understand why even bother with Mork Miner.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm out. I'm totally out of M names now. I was I was waiting to see. I couldn't come up with any more. Yeah, it makes no sense. So and then they go and um so they sign. Oh, who else do we have? Let me, find, let me pull it up here. Cause these are um, these some dude the who apparently he's been in the league for like six years who I've never heard of. Well, they got buck farmer. Have you heard of buck farmer? Because we needed more farmers. Um, a relief pitcher. <laughs> uh,
1: our, our buddy, Joel Luckup t- has already having fun with John Sadak about buck farmer. And, uh, and predicting some spoonerisms during the season that may be
0: the, <laughs> oh, uh, the, the death of John's career. How many farmers do we have to get now? Cause we have Buck Farmer and Kyle Farmer. How many more do we need before the Reds are officially farmers only. I,
1: I don't know, but I, uh, I, I, I'm on a Kyle Farmer talking moratorium
0: right now. i <laughs> yeah, said too that's much. A good idea. Um, what about uh, this guy? Let me see. i, I got to find him. Um, where is he? Colin Moran. Now, Colin Moran, I remember for the Pirates, he was uh, he was good against the Reds, but the Reds signed Colin Moran. They did. Who's a first baseman. They did. Today. Signed a free agent. Colin Moran. Goodbye, Joey Votto. Well, that's the question I was going to ask you. He can't play anywhere other really than first base, maybe third base, and DH. Do we really – I had someone suggest that to me earlier. Is this the uh, the death knell for Joseph Daniel Votto? I mean, look. Once upon
1: a time, the Yankees had a first baseman named Wally Pip, and he took one day off, and Alan Moran took his place, and that was the end of that. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah, I don't left-handed first baseman. Um, it's beyond me, but again, I. <laughs> Well, I think again, they're going to be good in a weird way. Chad. Last year's offense, what's that? It is, I think they're going to be good in a weird way.
0: Well, yeah, okay. Last year's offense, if you recall, had trouble against left-handed pitching. They're just terrible against left-handed pitching. So, of course, they go and sign a guy who cannot hit. Uh, or am I right? Or were they bad against right-handers. I'm, I don't know. I've had. It's March Madness. But either way, they went and signed a guy that can't hit left handed pitching. No, I think I I'm right. Know. I think they're right. Against, uh, so where does he fit? I mean, he's got a great beard, but where does he fit? I just, the, the, there's no strategy.
1: No, I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard the explanation for this, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, okay. Uh, before we, uh, we're going to get out a little early tonight because we, this is our second podcast of the week. So I want, but I want I want to tee this one up for you. Okay. Nick Kroll, Nick Crawl, Reds general manager, March 16th, 2022. Quote, we wanted to make sure that we're giving this team every opportunity to fight for a playoff spot in 2022. These are words that Nick Crawl said and expected you to believe on March 16th, 2022. They're trying to give the Reds every opportunity to compete for a, a playoff spot.
1: Every who, I want to know who the
0: individual is. Who believes this
1: I mean it's a you know I mean yes are they going to schedule 162 games which would be the maximum number that the Reds could use to compete for the playoffs yes they are going to do that uh, are they doing anything else to help them compete I mean Donovan Solano aside I don't think so.
0: No, there's. They have not. I mean, oh, the Reds. I'm. I'm. I'm upset, Chris. Can I'm, we, we're supposed to be laughing, and yet I'm upset.
1: I'm not. I'm. I'm entertained. And can, can we please, before we talk about the most entertaining comments of the week? Please do. Yes. The, the, the David Bell. Uh, they're going to be <laughs> getting better in a really weird way.
0: <laughs> it did,
1: right. I mean, what is that? That to me seemed like, so David Bell was interviewed and he said, we're getting better in a really weird way. And, and Trent Rosecrans, God love him was, was trying to make sense of this, this nonsensical bizarre statement, which I, I think I would have been laughing because it is funny. And I, I think is, yes. thing was, was a little bit, bemused by it all a little bit like resigned to his fate and honestly because Trent was like well, well what do you mean by that and he's like well, <laughs> what makes you think you're going to be better and he said well he's like is it a gut feeling he's like well I, kind of a gut feeling and then kind of like the guys making these decisions are really smart and I've been in the room <laughs> with them." which to yes. me was like I read as like well, my boss has made this decision, so I'm going to tell you that it's good. But I have no way to elaborate on that statement because I don't really think it's good. I'm going to say again, it's good. <laughs>
0: Gosh. Oh, oh yeah. mercy. Yes, it's just you have to laugh at this team, and we're going to have to laugh through it because it's going to be – we're just going to, to make comedy out of it because it's going to be bad. It's
1: not entirely clear, but I know we're getting better in a really weird way to get to where we're going to be.
0: <laughs> My bosses—it's a believable we'll figure. It,
1: it's a believable oh. we'll figure it out, and we have really smart people that I've been in the room with. This is part of the bigger plan. I believe it's going to happen way sooner than you might think.
0: I, I, plan. It's a,
1: Maybe it's a belief, but it's based on the knowledge of what we have. I mean, that's just like Again, just stop. Just stop talking. There's no there's no there's no there's this is not you're not under oath. You're not under subpoena.
0: <laughs> right. Just don't act like we're morons. Oh. Oh, I should give a
1: quicker credit for for Moran. Because 10 of his 45 career home runs were against them. So they've uh Yes. Apparently, believe that's what he does
0: all the time. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what David Bell said as well. Well, at least we don't have to face him anymore. Uh, I mean, I
1: guess it's worth a million bucks.
0: Sure, why not? They should sign Bill Hall. Exactly, the immortal Bill Hall, Reds killer. All right, rapid fire through a few other things that I wanted to get some quick comments on, and before we get out, number one, after uh, Suarez and uh, and Winker were traded. I uh, texted our family. Uh, yeah, everyone has a, a group chat with their family, I presume. And uh, uh, I, I mentioned that Suarez and Winker were traded. And my wife texted back with a, uh, a, cr- a crying emoji and said, we're never going back to the uh, to a Reds game again, are we? <laughs> I, th- I think the, uh, the the boycott is going to stand for another season. We'll see. Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. I, and that, I, that does bother me. I mean – I've said before, if my kids want to go, I'll take them. Sure. But, you know, I don't think my son wants to go. And I don't think he's going to – he's 11. I don't think he's going to follow the Reds. And that's – it ticks me off because I won't have that with him. But it ought to worry the Cincinnati Reds. And you've written about this many times, but they are losing – People who would follow that team for 60 years. They're they're not gonna have them. It's not, you know, like talk about like future future revenue stream. My son is going if my son was into the Reds, he would spend thousands and thousands of dollars in the future going to games, buying popcorn, writing the you know, the hovercraft to the game, all that stuff. <laughs> And now they're not going to get, like, they're not going to get a penny of it. They may get him, you know, he may go once every five years, you know, to drink some beers at the game and that'll be it. And there's lots and lots and lots of kids like that who they've just lost.
0: That's not necessarily just a Reds problem. That's a major league baseball problem. But it's absolutely something that no one uh, within the Reds organization seems to care about. Because we're now at two generations. Why would you care? At this point, listen, we're going to, we're buying minor league baseball season tickets this year. We love baseball. We love going That's to cool. games, but you know, it's just not going to be the Reds this year.
1: And you know, it's all that it doesn't, we've said this a million times. Bob Castellini can dive into the gold vault and swim around without any of us ever coming to the game. It's his kids ought to be worried that there's not going to be anything for them, but. His revenue streams are secured and every money, every dollar he doesn't pay a player is a dollar he gets to keep.
0: Yep. Next rapid fire. Eugenio Suarez. Can we just briefly, did you see his comments when he left? I love well, a- Eugenio say? Suarez. I didn't, what did he say? Well, just he was, emo- he was emotional and just, Yeah, I don't know. I love that guy. I just want to take a moment to say, I love that guy. So I'm going to give I you a too. chance now to say you love that guy.
1: I love that guy. Good vibes only.
0: Good vibes only. Um, did you see that uh, Paul Doherty? I don't read anything he writes in the Inquirer, but uh, he kind of hammered uh, his boy uh, Castellini this week. Did you actually see that? Told him to sell the team. I saw the headline. Uh, I'm not currently
1: a subscriber to the Inquirer.com. I wasn't able to read the, uh, the full text.
0: Yeah, me either, but <laughs> so I just saw the headline. But, yeah, the headline That's seemed pretty real. <laughs> right, right. Um, good friend. Okay. Next, let's see here. Um, Zach Kozar. did you see what he, what he said this week? Uh, former red I, I own a goat. Former red shortstop, yes, uh, Zach Cozart. I'm sorry, Reds fans. You deserve better. Unfortunately, this is how they operate. I lived through it. We always wanted to win for you guys. I don't know. You can comment if you I, want, but it's...
1: He's not wrong, but I don't necessarily think him the what he lived through is the same thing.
0: Right, right. The Red, the fact that the Reds didn't give him the contract the Angels did, that's actually a, a, probably an example of a good decision by the Reds. Anyway, he was, I liked Zach Cozart when he was here. I did too. He All right, two, two, He does. Two more things. Who is the sixth highest paid Reds player this season?
1: I love this question. Now it may not be the case anymore. Did uh, Donovan Solano uh, pass him up? But uh, yeah,
0: well, Ken Martino, Griffey Jr. Martino Minor may have
1: Ken Griffey Jr. working off that deferred money from his <laughs> uh, 1999 contract, nineteen ninety nine contract or two thousand contract is still making what three point six million a year?
0: It's wonderful. It's just amazing. I good for him.
1: him. Good is good for him. I mean, because that guy. I know he has a lot of money, but I also think he's probably really, really smart with it. He seems like a like a pretty conservative dude with his money, so he's just like, he probably just laughs every time he gets one of those paychecks in the mail.
0: I hope he doesn't pump it into a gritty reboot of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air on the Peacock Network or something. Did you see that? I don't know where that came from. I don't know why I came up with that, but they did a gritty. Is somehow
1: associated with that?
0: No, he's not at all. I don't know why I uh, thought about Will Smith for some reason, but uh, they did a gritty reboot, and I'm just thinking of what crazy thing Griffey could put his uh, money into. I'm going to move on. Last last comment here. Did you see the news that the Reds are reportedly in talks with a free agent pitcher, Johnny Cueto?
1: Uh, I mean, I think I like it. Because I, I don't care if they're any good, and I don't expect right. them to be any good. I don't. What I don't want is the Bronson situation where Johnny comes in here and struggles, and we have to like have our glorious memories of Johnny Cueto kind of overwritten by a uh, a past his prime. But I don't. I
0: how how do you think he has anything left? No, I don't care. I mean, you know, we'll get some good Instagram content.
1: We will. We will. I, I would love it. I would love to see him come back because why not?
0: Bring back Jose Rio yeah.
1: too. Why not? Why not? Okay. Uh, Chris, final thoughts. Um, I'm just getting ready. You want a teaser from the book? Oh, sure. Please. Yes. Give me one. Nick Kral speaking about Kyle Farmer. He was a guy we wanted at the beginning of the trade. I don't even know what to say to that. You know, I, I'm looking forward. You know how they have the, like, at Great American Ballpark, they've got, and this one belongs to the Reds, like, on a mural. Right, yes, yes. I think they're going to do a similar thing for Nick Craw in 30 years. <laughs> this man oh. plays shortstop, Kral said. <laughs>
0: For Chris Garber and Nick Kroll, and maybe perhaps also Melissa Miner. This is Chad Dotson saying so long, everyone.